Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, like I was saying earlier on our dry run through this episode, because I forgot to hit the live button, I'm so out of it right now because of what's going on. I, I'm really upset at this point in time because I was thought we were going to go ahead and have a jovial conversation today. I thought I was going to talk to everybody and joke around about my bracket being blown up in smithereens on Friday. I thought I was going to be jovial with Laker Tom about some more of his crazy trade proposals. I thought we were both going to be laughing at Admiral Akbar, Jamie Sweet, at you know him trying to throw out another GIF on our Lakerholics Facebook group about Admiral Akbar saying it's a trap. Well, unfortunately, we're not jovial today because the Lakers did lose ninety-nine to ninety-four, but that's kind of like down to here, a little bit lower on the the important scale because unfortunately, during the course of the game in the second quarter, LeBron James suffered an ankle injury. Solomon Hill fighting for the ball went into LeBron, and you could tell, as Laker Tom was saying earlier, it was it's really looks like it's really serious for LeBron because he was upset, knocked over a chair, and not looking good right now as we collectively hold our breath right now as Lakers fans. But here today to talk about the game and, of course, the importance of LeBron's injury are three great guests indeed. Please be part of the conversation because all these guys are great contributors to Lakerholics.com. First up, once again, it is Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man. And Sean, see, I was so out of it. I didn't even hit the go live button earlier. I'm truly sorry for that. But I want you to go ahead and, you know, I'm trying to keep it together, my friend. But with LeBron's injury, it's really hard to concentrate right now. Gerald, you you receive a mulligan for that. It's, it's, it's not a faux pas that was intentional. Yeah, we're all holding our collective breaths. Um, like we, we we were speaking earlier, it, it, it doesn't look good. For any basketball fan or any casual sports fan out there, normally when an injury like this takes place, the player undergoes what's called an MRI. And the best way to think about a player undergoing an MRI is they're at least going to be out a month. That's what 
that's what most executives plan for when they have a player who's undergoing that kind of specialized treatment and knowing exactly what what injury you're looking at so hopefully it's nothing serious i i think it possibly is and i i'm hoping he's not out for a few weeks but i think that's going to be the case I'm think that's going to be the case as well. It did not look good. And when LeBron is really adamant about how bad it is, it's really going to be a problem. So I'm, I'm keeping my you know, hopes up. We're keeping our fingers crossed that that's not going to be the case. But the game today, again, the Lakers, uh, you know, they, they were leading by one at the half, even with all the distressing news of LeBron's injury. But unfortunately, it, you know, they start out 11-0 as far as a run for Atlanta, and they just could never make up the difference. But here today to talk about today's game and also the devastating impact of LeBron's injury is a good man indeed because he is the mastermind of Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom, you got to be just, you know, keeping those fingers crossed for LeBron at this time. Yeah, you know, I I have a reputation as being the guy who's always looking for the silver lining in every cloud. So um, I just checked and the playoffs don't start till May 22nd. Um, so if he's out a month, uh, that gives him a month to get back in. Uh, on the good side, it's better that it happened now than a month from now. Um, and uh, it's also good that the Lakers are only two games behind the, well, maybe three games behind the Jazz at this point in time. So we've always said that seeding is really not critical for the Lakers. I think that's changed a little bit because it sounds like LA County is going to allow some fans in the arenas in the near future and in that could then turn home court advantage into a real advantage. I'm not going to panic because LeBron James is one of the most durable athletes that's ever played the game. And I think that I have hopes that he might be out only for a couple of weeks. I also think that it's good that this happened before the trade deadline rather than after the trade deadline, as it could actually influence what moves the Lakers make. We've always known, despite what the, Atlanta Hawks, the winless, never won a championship Atlanta Hawks announcers think that our our championship hopes really rested on LeBron and AD. And if both of them were out or both of them were injured or both of them playing subpar, then we're not going to win a championship. But the reality is, is that there's a good chance that they'll both be healthy by the time the playoffs come around. There's a good chance that the Lakers may make some moves to improve the roster. They may get some good buyout players. They may actually pull off a trade. So I'm not going to sit here and cry. It's it's an injury. At least I think I'm pretty confident that it's not a serious or season-ending or career-affecting uh, injury. And uh, if anybody can recover and get back on the court faster than you expect, I'd put my money on LeBron James any day of the week. Can I ask you a question, though? Sure. Can I sit here and cry if you're not going to? No, you can't. <laughs> After all, what we, what we always need to remember... What we always need to remember, Gerald, is this is basketball. It's not life. You know, as much as we care and as rabid as we are as fans, it's not the end of the world. And and, it, and frankly, it's 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 a minor impediment in the road. It's a bump in the road. It's not a detour. It's not the washout of the road. And the Lakers still will be among the favorites to win the championship. And I trust in I trust that Rob Belinka will make the right moves. I trust that uh that there are some moves to be made within the rotation. There are certain players that kind of interesting. When you have a game like this, you find out who can play and who can't play. 
Montrez Harrell, take my hat off to him. Yes. Great game. He came back and and he really exerted himself in the third and fourth quarters. I thought that Kalen Horton Tucker was really the guy who got us started. We went in that, we let them get that 11-0 run and, and ended up in a, a one-point lead into a 10-point deficit. And it was Horton Tucker with passes to Trez and other people that got us back into it. Kenny Caldwell Pope, one of the worst games I've seen him play, and I don't even understand why he was in there most of the time. Caruso has looked terrible before he got injured, and he's looked terrible since he got injured. Kuzma had um, an off game as well. Kuzma had a subpar game, but you know, you and and Dennis Schroeder just can't take care of the ball, man. Six turnovers and and constantly seem to be falling down and slipping and turning the ball over without. You know, I mean, totally unforced turnovers. So the, there's a lot of work to be done. The Lakers obviously lost a lot of their confidence and their poise when when LeBron was injured. And it'll be interesting to see how the coaching staff gets ready for tomorrow's game. I like the way that they fought all the way to the end, and I give a lot of credit to Trez. I've notched him up a couple of points on, on my Richter scale. And I'm proud that they didn't fold. You know, they they easily could have folded and lost this game by 30. If they were the Clippers, they would have. But they're the Lakers, and it's just one game in the middle of the season. We still have two months to go before the playoffs. We're still in good position. Let's not all hang our heads and cry, you know. I'm just hoping LeBron goes home, has a couple glasses of wine, starts working on getting that ankle back into shape, and uh, hopefully the MRI will show no permanent damage, and hopefully... Hopefully, it's a bruise or something like that instead of an actual high ankle sprain. Um, those 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 damn high ankle sprains are just takes so long to come back from. Um, you don't want that to happen. Um, and but at any rate, you know, we knew from the start that it's the health of LeBron and AD that we're going to determine whether we're going to win a championship. So this is not something that's disabling for the playoffs. It's not something that's going to make us not make the playoffs. So there's no reason to panic. There's no reason to feel total dismay. You know, it's just what happens in the middle of a long, tough season. Sean, I'm going to go ahead and get L. Rob in here first, but I know I saw you raising your hand. So let me go ahead and get L. Rob in here. Of course, one of the great members of the Lakerholics.com crew is L. Rob. And L. Rob, normally I see a beaming smile across your face that's lighting up the whole room. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you're right, my friend. I can see it on your face. It's just, it, it, this is hard to take, my friend. This is hard to take. Yeah, that was, uh, man, um, uh, I mean, it looked worse. Um, actually, I was encouraged some to see him get up and kind of make it back to the locker room on his own. So Hit that three-pointer. Yeah, he hit the three to keep his consecutive uh, double-digit consecutive streak alive. So that was that was, uh, that was nice for him. Um, but I'm going to take an optimistic view and, and just be hopeful that he's not, is nothing that, you know, that'll keep him out more than, you know, 10, 14 days. LeBron's the bionic man. So, you know, it didn't look good, but I'm going to be hopeful. And I don't, I don't I'm thinking he's going to be back on the court sooner than it looked. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. 
Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Let me ask you this. In, there's going to be a period of time, obviously, that they're both out of the lineup, AD and LeBron. If that's the case, who do you think can step up consistently? We've talked about Kuzma looking so well up until today, in the past few games, since the All-Star break. Who else besides Kuzma is an obvious fit that needs to go ahead and step up, maybe to go ahead and do something that they haven't done before with the team? Well, I mean, Taylor, THT, he, he's got the talent. He's got the skill set to handle some of those ball handling duties that LeBron, we lose with LeBron going down and create for himself and for others. So he's the obvious guy. But, I mean, Kuzma's got to shoot the ball, man. You cannot go a game. I mean, they run a high weave, and he's he's giving it to um, – he's giving to Morris <laughs> coming around on the weave. Dude, we're giving it to you to make a play. What is Morris going to do catching the ball coming around on the weave? Be aggressive. Make some plays. Shoot the ball. Can't score if you don't shoot it. But um, THT has got to step up. Caruso's got to look to score. I mean, I know that's not his first instinct, and I know that's playing out of character, but he's still, if, he's, if he's going to play 25 minutes or so, he's got to look to score. Uh, KCP's got to look to score. We can't just have Trez, and we can't just have um, Dennis. Yeah, being the only guys that's being aggressive. These other guys got to be aggressive. So, yeah. They got enough talent to, you know, to play 500, I think. Yeah. You know, it's a tough stretch coming up with a lot of games in a short period of time. So that's going to be a challenge. But once they get accustomed to playing a few games, you know, without LeBron, I think they'll be okay. I do need to go back, though, um, and correct Tom on one thing. Oh, 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 here we go. Here we go. (laughs) The Atlantic Hawks, no, they do not have a title. But the Hawks franchise does. We cannot forget the, the Bob Pettit. 58 championship team. Oh, get it and Cliff Hagen and who else? Uh, Slater Martin and e- uh, Easy Ed McCauley was on that. You know, team. and I was probably old enough to have watched some of those games. Yeah, Bill yeah. Russell got hurt in you like probably game... going to college at that time. I think Bill Russell got hurt in game <laughs> six or seven, or at least that's what Celtics fans would tell you. Bill Russell got injured, and that's why they <laughs> they did not win that in his. I uh, saw Bob Pettit play. Good player second or third year in the league so but at any rate yeah so it's, it's a somber day but the lakers are gonna be all right so i hope so after your your inspirational words and laker tom's positive words i'm, I'm trying i'm trying i'm gonna make sure i i don't hit the kleenex boxes too much after the recording <laughs> here today but i know sean you wanted to go ahead and interject with something as well but l rob thank you for going ahead and, and clarifying that for the hawks I mean, the Hawks, you, you got to be going, you got to be feeling real good if you're a Hawks fan right now. You've won eight in a row. You're up to fourth place in the East, tied with Miami. A lot of great things going ahead for you. I don't think you'll be able to sustain it as far as the team is concerned. I'm, I still see the round of fifth or sixth seed, like we talked about with Sean the other day when he asked for six seeds. I still see them around there. But you know what? Give them a credit, credit's due. They did win the game. They did go ahead and, and take it out today. But 
I know all Lakers fans right now are more worried about the, the near future for the team and, and what's going on with LeBron. But yes, you want to go ahead and interject some words, my friend. What you got for us? Yeah, Gerald. Um, you know, it's funny. This this is going obviously it's going to take on a life of its own on uh, on ESPN. And, and, and again, I want to stress to make sure everybody be cool on on Lakers Twitter. Don't go after Solomon Hill. It was a basketball play. It was a basketball play. I know how people are these days. Obviously, Dude they ain't cannot dirty. He ain't a dirty yeah. player. He... Yeah, it was not no. dirty at all. It was a basketball play. He was going for the ball. Unfortunately, as we've seen many times where other players got injured, Andrew Bynum got injured by his own players when people mm-hmm. rolled over his knees and devastated his career. We've seen Twitter in recent days, especially with Ohio State and the unfortunate young man who got terrorized by so-called fans yesterday in regards to that. It's such so inappropriate, and I hope that Ohio State follows through on its actions with those individuals that were, were striking out against it. But I don't want to see that for Solomon Hill. Again, it wasn't a dirty play. But, Sean, how are we going to be able to focus on the offense going forward? Because generating points was always, as Laker Tom has put it over the past few weeks, the problem and the issue and the concern, and this makes it so much harder when your top two individual scores are out of the lineup. Gerald, we, we saw with the Toronto Raptors recently, their three best players were out of the lineup. Fred Van Fleet, OG and Obi, and Pascal Siakam. They all missed significant time with the Raptors. You can't replace your two best players. They're, they're, there's no way. So other other guys are going to have to step up, and I agree with um, L. Rob and, and Tom's takes. However, I will stress that this this season is very different than last season and every other season before it. Um, we have players right now who are coming out of the health and safety protocol. Frank Vogel says Mark Gasol is not ready to play a game because he hasn't practiced since the end of February. So you're talking about a guy who hasn't been on the court in three weeks. Bruce has been injured. There's a lack of practice time. A lot of these guys are trying to figure out how they can contribute to us now during a game. I think the one guy who actually does need to step up isn't even on the court. It's Jason Kidd. Frank Vogel has shown a lack of imagination offensively. He didn't stress ISO ball when he coached Indiana and Orlando, but AD and LeBron are ISO players. So Vogel, he managed to give himself some wiggle room to allow those two top five players in the NBA to play ISO ball. But outside of that, Vogel stresses team ball movement, he likes guys to get to move around, and it's just going to be difficult right now because I think Jason Kidd needs to take the offense by the horns. He's great. I enjoyed his offenses when he was with the Nets. He's got a modern approach. He knows how to shoot the basketball as well, so I think he could he could be a real benefit to guys like THG and Caruso. I just think that Vogel needs to let Kid drive the bus when it comes to the offense now with LeBron out. Well, if Montrezl Harold is going to be your primary source of offense at this point in time, and Kyle Kuzma needs to take a, a ton more shots than what he did today, 
I mean, you need to see Kyle Kuzma with 20 shots. You need to see THT with 15 shots now in the lineup. But most importantly, you need to see Schroeder and Harrell, I think, do a lot of uh, pick and rolls because that's what Harrell has specialized in. And I think you need to go ahead and quickly reform the offense, especially if you're going into Phoenix tomorrow and trying to go ahead and think you can actually pull off a win. But Laker, Tom, what else do you think this team needs right now during this absence that we expect LeBron and AD to continue to have? I think you made an excellent point with respect to the pick and roll with Harold. I mean, there was a reason he won. He averaged 20 points per game and won six man of the year last year. And it was basically his success in the pick and roll with Lou Williams coming off of the bench. And I I think also, too, the other reason that I'm not really completely bummed out by LeBron getting injured is that we saw a lot of great performance in the four-game win streak that we had with LeBron on the bench. And this was the first time this year that we've seen the team actually do well with LeBron on the bench and AD out of the game. So I think we have to just go back to those things that were working when we were doing that. And those things were primarily running a lot of pick and rolls, which means it's it's up to Horton, Tucker, and Schroeder, who are the two guys that are going to be having the ball in their hands to run those pick and rolls with Trez, and then a lot of ball screens for Horton Tucker to get him driving to the rim where he can either dish the ball out or, or fire it out to the outside for open shooters. And the shooters have got to shoot the ball. They've got to get into position to shoot the ball. And one of the things that really is distressing to me is you can't have a guy like KCP starting games, finishing games, taking only five shots, missing every one of them, playing terrible defense, there has to be some changes in the rotation. And I think that if they do that, the Lakers should be easily able to hold a 500 record uh, during the period of time that LeBron's out of the game. They have enough talent there. They have, And they've made some great steps since the season restarted. They've made some great steps in learning how to play without AD and without LeBron at times. And they need to take advantage of that. And the, the ball movement and everything, I'm going to write this game off to just the shock of and dismay of losing your best player, the MVP in the middle of the game, worry and anxiety about that. And I think like was pointed out, a lack of practice time. We've got guys coming back from injuries. Hopefully Gasol can help. We definitely lack some size in there. So I think it's, I think it's the real game is going to come down to Frank Vogel and his coaching staff, like Sean says, and Dennis Schroeder and, Kalen Horton Tucker taking over the lead guard position and the playmaking position and organizing and running the offense. If we can be, if we, if they can do the kind of job that they did in the first four games when LeBron sat and LeBron was only playing 30 minutes. So we were playing 18 minutes a game in those first four games without LeBron on the court. And we were winning those minutes. We need to figure out again, how to get back into winning those minutes and get everything going. And then we'll be fine. It's not the end of the world. It's just a bump in the road. Are you sure about that? Yep. Okay. I'll have to believe you on that. All right. All right. I'm still going for the Kleenex, though. We're still on the same. We're on, the road still points to the same end result. Okay. A championship. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where 
here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Well, we'll see what happens when the MRI comes back. And again, Magic Man, I'm going to hit L Rob up right here because I've got a question for L Rob. And again, thanks everyone for listening. This is the Lakers Fast Break, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. We truly appreciate it. Once again, the Lakers did lose 99.94, but obviously of most paramount concern is LeBron James MVP at this point for me because he had crept back into the number one spot. I was just going to say that as far as for today's game and that he just crept back for me in that running as far as number one because Joel Embiid was out hurt and Joel Embiid doesn't look like to me he's going to be able to play enough games. It's going to be a situation again like his rookie year where he's just not going to play enough games to get that MVP nod in my mix. But now LeBron's hurt. So I ask you, my friend, I mean, with everybody out there right now, this is the craziest year for MVP voting ever because there's so many different candidates out there. I mean, you've got LeBron, Embiid, Jokic. You've got Damian Lillard. I mean, yesterday he was doing an incredible job as well against Dallas. That was just a crazy game. And then you've got you know Harden on the Nets who is doing really well. So I want to ask you this, my friend. If LeBron is out an extended period of time, does that shift your mind as far as where the MVP favorite should be? If he's out an extended period of time, yes. Yeah. So he who can, would it lean towards? I've I've been kind of on the Jokic train and his team is playing pretty good. I think they've uh figured some things out. I think they're about seven or eight games over five hundred now. They're sitting about fifth in the West. Like as long as they keep Millsap on the bench and and keep Porter Jr. I like that lineup with Porter Jr out there with with Jokic spreading the court a little bit so I think Joker he's I mean you got to play the games and and out of all those guys we mentioned we know Harden hit his drama at the beginning of the season so that's kind of eliminated him in my, yeah. in my book even though he's played great over there and, and uh once he's went I, to I agree York. with you on that I think I agree with you and I know he's getting a lot of uh pub now but you cannot excuse the fact of how he acted during the per- first part of the season in Houston. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, but so, Lillard, Lillard's making such a strong so, up. So, yeah. So, so you got Dame. Dame's been incredible. So you can't, you know, so, and I think those teams are pretty much got the same record, right? Uh, that, yeah. uh, Portland and, and, and Denver is probably right there in the same position. So, but hopefully LeBron, if he doesn't miss more than two weeks, then he's still right there. So yeah, and I agree with you on that. If he, it's only two weeks, then I think you're probably talking about you know him still being very much in the mix. If the Lakers fall out of, let's say it's an extended period of time, the Lakers do like Laker Tom says, go 500. That would probably still put them fourth or fifth in the West and move one of those teams up, and that would give more of a case to Jokic or Dame, whoever takes advantage of it at that point in time. I think that's what you got to look at, but. L. Rob, I want to ask you this before I hit it over to Sean and we close out the, the show for today. L. Rob, I mean, t- going in tomorrow to Phoenix, I mean, what do you think they have to do to go ahead and pull off now what you what 
is conceivably now more so than ever uh, going to be an upset for the Lakers. What what do they need to do to pull that off tomorrow? Oh boy, uh, I mean, just play with energy. You know, it's it's you know they're coming off of back to back. A lot of guys played heavy minutes that we need, like Trey has played heavy minutes. So if they can come out and have energy and keep it competitive in the first half, you know, I think Schroeder's got Schroeder's got some advantages there um, that he can attack. So he's got to have a big game. He's got to be, he's got to lead us tomorrow. Absolutely. He wants, he wants that money. So now it's your time. Now's your time. You got to see some 30 point games from these Let's guys. Going to bend so he can holler at the bench like Shaq did. Him and Harold both. Yeah, Caruso, Harold, these guys that are on their last year of their contracts, they've got to go ahead and this is when the time they need to earn that cash. They need to earn that dollarino there. So you're right. You hit it right on the head, El Rob. Very, very astute right there for you. Sean, before we head on out, my friend, I mean, you've done such a great job as far as Lakerholics.com, and that's the place to go for all Lakers fans as far as to continue the conversation all week long at Lakerholics.com. But what are you working on at Lakerholics.com and some final thoughts for the Lakers for this weekend? Absolutely, Gerald. And uh, I just wanted to just let everybody know that Mc10 is reporting that LeBron is already receiving an MRI. So on the plus side of that, because this is happening so quickly, it, it kind of tells you that the Lakers medical staff know the severity of the injury already. And they're just looking for confirmation. Looking forward to you know some time without him. Right now, it's, it, the West standings are going to be in flux for the next few weeks. So there's actually three games separating the Lakers from the Blazers. So that's the second seed separating from the sixth. If LeBron's out for an extended period of time, it's likely that I agree with you, Gerald. The, the Lakers probably fall to the fourth or the fifth. Maybe even the sixth seed, depending on on different combinations. Um, when hopefully, if they come back and they come back healthy, remember, Lakers fans, they're not going to come back a hundred percent. Just you know, magically, they're they're just going to be a hundred percent on the court after they return from an injury. No, it may take a week or so. Remember, Anthony Davis hasn't been on the court doing any basketball-related activities yet either. So Anthony isn't active right now. Marcus All is inactive. LeBron is out. Our front court is thin, man. It is really razor thin right now. We can't afford another injury there. I agree with you, my friend, on that. And and our, right now we are uh, going to be hitting some hard times. We're going to be hitting some very nervous times. But Laker Tom, before we head on out, I wanted to go ahead and make sure everybody knows that you've got some great articles coming up on Lakerholics.com. Not quite the ones you've intended because it's now is going to also include some LeBron injury news, but also with the trade deadline looming over our shoulders, you know, are you expecting now the Lakers to get a different mindset, a more aggressive mindset coming into the trade deadline? Sean's already shaking his head. Yes. Well, I've always been one who felt that the bigger gamble was standing pat. You know, I've always felt that the Lakers needed to make a change. They could obviously see that the competition, the competition is much more, it's a much more difficult path to win the championship this year than it was last year. Uh Let's start with that. And then secondly, the teams that you're playing are teams that are, because of their three-point shooting, the specifically the Jazz, the Clippers, and the Nets, 
are teams that have a big advantage over the Lakers because they take 10 more threes per game than we do. In some ways, you know, there, there always are silver linings to everything if you look for them. And, and I think that it's good that this happened before the trade deadline. One of the articles that I've been looking at very seriously was the, the situation involving Andre Drummond and whether or not Drummond could work with the Lakers. There are 10 games in the next 16 days that the Lakers face. Three of them are tough games, the Clippers, the Bucks, and the 76ers, although the 76ers don't have uh, Embiid, so there's a little help there. The other seven are winnable games. They're good teams. Some of them, some of them are teams that are really hot right now, the Heat and so forth, but none of them are teams that, that we should really not be able to be competitive with. So there are five teams with 16 losses in the West, and so you've got this big jump and big bunch of teams right there. If the Lakers can win seven of the next 10 games, I think they have a good chance to be in, in second, third, or fourth in the West and no more than a game out of second or third in the West. You got to remember that a lot of teams are losing games in surprising fashions and getting close. You know, Utah just barely won the other day, actually came back from behind to win the game. So I, I'm, not, I'm not exceptionally worried about the situation. If we get good news from the MRI, I trust that they'll be smart about bringing LeBron back. You don't want to bring him back. And, but, uh, you know, and even if it's a high ankle sprain, you have to be careful with those types of injuries because those are ones that take a long time to get well and are easily re-injured. You just have to play for the playoffs and, and realize that if, as long as we're healthy going into the playoffs, we'll be one of the top two or three teams. Maybe we'll get a little help. Maybe we'll get a help before the trade deadline because there's only there's really only two more games before the trade deadline. And so what happens if there's a trade? We could end up with some help. We could end up with some buyouts that turn into people that we can sign as free agents. We deliberately probably are not going to renew. Well, we can't renew another contract Damian with Damian Jones. Jones. We have to either sign him for the rest of the year He's been five years in the league, so he can't be a G League player. So they're obviously just going to wait to see what happens before the trade deadline, before filling that spot. And I'm hoping that we will end up, I think we'll end up doing something before the trade deadline. It may not be as spectacular as I would like it to be. It may not be a Miles Turner or Victor Oladipo. But at the same time, uh, there are, are a bunch of other moves that could bring in a key player. If anything, I think we might see a little more prioritization on looking for a ball handler, a point guard, a guy who can really create for people. Schroeder and Taylor Horton Tucker are not natural lead guards. They're more like combo guards that, that can score and can can distribute. But neither one of them are, are a 7-8 assist per game type player uh, that can really organize and run an offense. And somebody like that could be uh, raised up in priorities uh, and that might be something that we're looking at from a short-term standpoint right now, finding a guy like that who can come in and, and really execute the offense and get us rolling. It really puts the spotlight on Rob Palenka right now and on Frank Bogle, like Sean said, and Jason Kidd and the, the guys on the coaching staff who are the main offensive contributors. So we're not in a terrible situation. It, it would have been worse if this happened right after the trade deadline and we didn't have any options at that point in time to do anything differently, or even worse if it happened a month from now when you're getting ready to do that last 30 days before you hit the playoffs. 
So let's count our blessings. Let's look at the silver linings and uh, let's stay positive because we're the Lakers and there are probably at least 29 teams out there that wish they were in our situation as defending champions and at least before the injury to LeBron today, the favorites to go all the way again. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. So we're keeping our fingers crossed. He is undergoing an MRI right now as we speak, as what Sean reported to us right now. So we thank Sean for checking out Twitter on that. But L. Rob, you get the final say before we head on out, my friend. Any thoughts on a big week for hopefully the Lakers fans out there? Hopefully we can get some good news and maybe even sneak out a win coming up in Phoenix. I know our good friend, Jamie Sweet, he had predicted this as a trap game. And I think if LeBron had been in the lineup, they would have won. But he always says that they have problems with front games on the back-to-back. But need I digress, it's still going to hopefully be a very positive week. We can turn out a negative right now. But hopefully by the end of the week, we can turn around into a positive. I see us going two and two in the next week. Uh, we'll lose to Phoenix tomorrow. Don't see us having enough firepower to keep up with New Orleans the next game. And then we I think we can go down to Philly, though, without Embiid. That's a winnable game. And then Cleveland after that. So we can go two and two. So well, Tomorrow's good. a trap game for the Suns. <laughs> yeah. It well, could be. I know. It could be. Yeah, I just, I, you know, with Chris Paul there, I just, you know, I, I think he, he'll, he'll not let that team lose to a, a undermanned Laker team when they're fighting for position in the standings. But I hope so. I hope so. I mean, Lakers, if they play very well, they can, they could definitely beat them. But very slim. Yeah, very slim margin error indeed. It's very slim. But again, we are all keeping our fingers crossed that the injury to LeBron James is not going to be serious at all. But I want to give big shout out to L. Rob, Sean Grice, aka Magic Man, and of course Laker Tom for being here on this edition of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. If you have any questions for us, at Laker Tom on Twitter, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, L. Rob is always available on Lakerholics.com. If you shoot some comments toward him, whatnot, we'll make sure that he gets the message as well. And Sean, your Twitter, I guess, again on the way out. Sean underscore Magic Man. There you go, Sean underscore Magic Man on Twitter. You got a chance? Give us a shout-out. Let us know your thoughts on today's game, LeBron's injury, and what the Lakers will do for the trade deadline. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break, a proud partner of the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. Check out all their great shows today on the hoopheadspod.com website. So hopefully you get a chance to check that out, all the great shows that they have there. I know all of them are going to be reporting on what's happening with LeBron James just like we are in the coming days. But stay tuned to Lakers Fast Break on social media, the Lakerholics on Facebook, and also, of course, Lakerholics.com for the latest news and information on LeBron James, updates on his injury, and, of course, everything going on with the Lakers. 
And of course, we will be back to give you an update on what's going on with LeBron and so much more tomorrow after the game against Phoenix right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.